Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hello, friend. On this podcast, we are going to talk about tempo changes. And I'm going to get on a bit of a soapbox here. And it's because I'm very passionate about tempo changes. And the reason I am is because they single-handedly make about half of the first album that I worked so hard on years ago when I was in college. Um, I made the mistake of about a little over half the songs have a tempo change or multiple tempo changes in them and they single-handedly destroyed those songs in my opinion a lot of those songs i still stand by being pretty good songs um you know some of them are i wrote most of them in high school and you know i'll give myself that i think they're pretty good for a high schooler um but i certainly write better songs today than i did then for the most part but i would be much more proud and much more happy with, still, a lot of the songs on that album if I did not have tempo changes. So we're going to go over some reasons that you should not have tempo changes in your songs. Because they're terrible. In case you can't tell, I'm a little passionate about this. And it seems like a common idea, I think, that younger songwriters, and not necessarily younger in age, but like if you're newer to songwriting, that's a better way to put it, people seem to want to have tempo changes. And I think a part of this is that people falsely think that tempo changes in songs are common. Um, And I think they think this because a lot of songs will effectively raise the energy, right? Like it feels like it just got faster, even though it really didn't just more guitars came in or the drums might have went from halftime to full time um, to sort of give that extra energy. So it feels um, almost like a tempo change when it really is not. Um, So if you think that tempo changes are common and happen often with music, and you're talking about music that is not um, a composition, you know, like a classical piece. And you're not talking about some sort of experimental rock. You're wrong. There is no tempo change. And most of the songs that you listen to, if not all of them, um, there aren't tempo changes. So if you think that, you're wrong and Don't let that be your reason to have tempo changes. And even if it is not your reason to have tempo changes, or even if you weren't going to have tempo changes, but you want to learn exactly why in the future you should not even consider them, and you should not do them, because, again, they're terrible, I'm going to give you those reasons. So here's the first one. They're jarring and awkward. You notice when a song suddenly changes tempo because it's awkward. 
when when the song changes tempo, that's when you look over at your friend like the track just skip or is this file corrupted? Like what what just happened, right? Like I got to the chorus and boom, all of a sudden it's going faster. Like what what is what is happening? That's because tempo changes are jarring and terrible. So don't do them. If you hear a song suddenly jump to 144 beats per minute after sort of perusing around at 120 before, it it's either going to sound amateur, um, like in the case of my first album, or pretentious, neither of which is good. Uh, and yes, if you are a hipster listening and you think pretentious is good, or if you think that something is good just because no one else is doing it, um, you're wrong. Uh, sometimes there's a reason no one else is doing it. Because it sucks. Right? Like, there's a reason there are certain ways to tell a story, and there are certain ways to break out of the mold. Um, but for the most part, um, stories sort of have the beginning, middle, and end, and the climax comes before the end, and then there's a resolu resolution, right? Like, there's certain formulas that exist for a reason because they work and you doing something totally new that no one else has done before might just mean it sucks also if you're doing a, a tempo change and you think oh that makes me different and interesting it does not it makes you pretentious and it probably makes you sound amateurish as well i'm all for Finding your sound and your identity. I don't want to be the same as any other artist. But I'm also not so arrogant to think that what I bring is totally new. There is nothing new under the sun. And you and I are no different than that. Uh, I've talked about this before, but really... Our version of creativity is taking all of our different influences and then taking our own self and sort of inserting ourselves in between all of those influences and then we're sort of the product of that, right? Like, you absolutely, and this is also true of all the artists that you like, they're not super different and, like, nothing you've ever heard before, or maybe they are, but that doesn't, like, their sound still comes from what influenced them. That's why everybody asks, and it's a common thing to see like, oh, who, who are an artist's influences, right? Influences are a nice way of saying other artists that they heavily borrow influence from, right? Like, and you're not going to actively do it, right? It's not the same as stealing, but there's nothing new under the sun. And there's a reason for that. So back to tempo changes. There's a reason that most artists don't have tempo changes. And this is one of them. That it's jarring and awkward. So don't have tempo changes in your songs. Alright, so you may be asking, okay Joseph, I hear you. I see you're very passionate about this. I see you have a strong opinion about this. Shocking. But what if my tempo change is subtle? What if it's, it's kind of hard to tell that it's even there? 
What about that tempo change? Well, if it's so subtle that you can't really even tell the difference, um, why have it? Right? It's, it's so small. So what does it matter? If you're jumping from 120 beats per minute to 124 beats per minute, why even bother? Right? Meet in the middle. Make the whole song 122. Right? And that's only a two beats per minute change of the chorus down or slower and the verses slightly faster by two beats per minute. Is any section really going to drag or feel too fast because of a two beats per minute change? No, it's not. So it's jarring and awkward if it's too big of a leap. It sounds like just two different songs just thrown together for, for no reason. It just, it just sounds bad and amateurish. But if it's a small, tiny little tempo change, it usually is not, it's, it's not even necessary. You could just not have it. So if you cannot have a tempo change, which can cause many issues, one of which we're going to get into right after this as my third main reason, uh, why have a tempo change? If you can meet in the middle and both sections will sound pretty good. Also, I, I would argue, for the most part, if you have an effectively written song, it shouldn't really need a tempo change. If, if, if the different tempos that you naturally uh, gravitate to or that each section needs is so different and really needs to be so different, is that really the same song, or have you written two good parts that shouldn't be the same song? And again, if it's so close that you would consider having a tiny little tempo change that no one can notice, why even have it? Now, you might say, okay, but yeah, but why not have it? Why not? What if that subtle difference is kind of important to me? Well, here's your last reason. They make Plank with a click track so much harder. And before you jump in with psh, click track, who plays with the click track? Well, um, you might not live, although it is fairly common to do that live in order to keep uh, tempo. Um, but I understand that, you know, for most of us, uh, we probably are not playing live with a click. But you probably at some point in this 21st century are going to want to record your music. And you better have a click track for recorded music. Otherwise, it's just going to be a mess. And that could be a whole nother soapbox, but like, just, I mean, if, you, if you're going to record, you need a click track. And, you know, it's fine if... You know, it, it, like, I, I hate the sound of a click track. So what I do is I use a click track to figure out the right tempo. Once I figure out the right tempo, or sometimes I just skip to this next part, I find, like, a, I just use um, an electronic drum kit, or, like, not, not, not even an electronic drum kit, like a drum synth that I have. And I do a kick and a snare, and I find a rhythm that, that like, goes with the song and just loop that. And I use that as my click, just because I can't stand the sound of a of the click. It's just obnoxious. It kind of hurts my ears. I hate it. 
Um, so I just make a really basic drum beat with literally a kick and a snare because I don't know much about drums. And I loop that crap for like eight minutes. Um, and then I just record over that. So you better use some form of click track. But regardless of all this, if you have a song sitting at, let's use 120 beats per minute, again, as an example, the whole time, you can talk about your song longer before you start playing. If you're playing live, right? Like you can, you don't have to be like, okay, I only have eight bars to tell the story and then I need to get into the song. You can throw an extra 16 bars of a solo because you're feeling it that day and you're like, you know what, I want to do a little more. You can improvise and do another chorus at the end, right? You're basically totally free besides staying in time because the whole thing's in 120 beats per minute. So where you are in the song, the click track doesn't care because it's 120 beats per minute the whole song. But let's say the tempo changes to 128 beats per minute in the course. Now your click track will have a specific amount of time until it go it jumps up to 128 beats per minute. And then a certain amount of time at 128 beats per minute before it goes back down to 120 beats per minute for the second verse. So if you talk for a little too long, right? Now now everything is behind. So now the end of your verse is going to jump up to 128 beats per minute. And then the chorus will kick in. And the middle of the chorus is finally when the tempo change is going to is going to go up. The tempo change will happen. In the middle of the chorus, right? Because you took too long. Let's say, let's say your minute, your first verse is one minute, including the intro. And then your uh, chorus is 30 seconds, just, just for the sake of uh, making this easy. And then you gave yourself... 30 seconds to tell your story, right? So you've got 30 seconds plus one minute of the 120 beats per minute, right? Because your band might be playing some intro music behind you or whatever, looping the intro while you talk, and then you have the first verse. So if you take 45 seconds to tell your story... But the verse is still a minute long. So now you're at a minute 45 of the click track once your chorus comes in. So now your chorus is cut in half. The first half, which is still at the verse tempo, and the second half, which is at the chorus tempo. Oh, and by the way, that means the next 15 seconds of the second verse is still at the higher chorus tempo. Everything's a mess. All because you decided you needed to have a tempo change. Now, you might say, Joseph, why are you being so, so aggressive? Why are you being so accusatory today? Because I'm basically talking to my past self, who I'm still angry with, that I, I even had my guitarist, I remember, he even said, are you sure about tempo changes? And he's a pretty soft-spoken guy, so he didn't really push it. I think he knew, like, this is a terrible idea, why are you doing this? Um, but I was the songwriter and lead singer and stuff, so, you know, I thought my song had to be my way. Um, which, for the most part, I, I still sort of feel that way. But um, he did not push any further. And I was an idiot and said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. This is how it should be. That's how the song should be. It's, that's the tempo of the bridge. That's the tempo of the chorus. Um, 
And I'm still mad about that choice. Because again, there are some songs on that album that are unlistenable to me, personally, um, because of the tempo changes. Even though otherwise, I am still proud of the song. Or songs. So I'm not mad at you. I am just trying to, as passionately as I can, plead that you not make the mistake I did. It's especially frustrating because we spent, I, I was in college at the time, and we recorded in the dorm and had to find all these ways to like make the sound pretty good. And honestly, besides the tempo changes, the, the album sounds really good and professional, and you would never guess that it was recorded in a dorm. And we, um, so, so we did a lot of things really well. I, I learned a lot of great things from what we did. Um, but it was like two years of work where I gave up my social life in college because I was a software developer, or I'm a software developer, so I was in computer science in the engineering department. Um, so I had, and I, I'm also, I, I was anal about grades as well. Uh, so basically, I, I, I ignored my social life completely uh, because I couldn't have one because I had so much homework and stuff to learn and then I chose music over, um, you know, hanging out with people too much. And I still hung out with people a little bit, but I sacrificed a ton of social time for this album. All for me to ruin half of it because of tempo changes. So I'm not mad at you if you've done tempo changes. I just want you to realize the error of your ways more quickly and to stop doing them. Or if you haven't done them yet... First of all, lucky you. I'm happy for you. Um, and second of all, now you know. Don't do them. Don't consider doing them. They're terrible. They're terrible. There's, there's no, anytime you think you can find a reason to do one, there's usually better reasons not to do one. Like I said before, you're either going to have that weird, awkward jump, or it's such a small tempo change, you might as well not have it. Find a middle ground. So just pick a tempo. Just pick one. And also, I want you to hear me here. When I say just pick a tempo, I'm not trying to say that the tempo is not important. Yes, you have to find the right tempo. That is incredibly important. If you pick one that is too low, this whole song will drag. If you pick one that is too high, the whole song will just feel like you always want to lag behind it. And it feels like it's just pushing you too far. Um, so it's very important to find the right tempo. So I'm not telling you to just pick one and go with it. That is not what I'm telling you. What I am telling you is to put the time and work in to figure out the single correct tempo for your song. The single correct tempo for your song. I'm all for finding the correct tempo. I often spend days and then more days, weeks apart, to figure out the tempo. My general tempo finding habit is I'll sit down with my recording stuff in front of me because that's the easiest way to quickly create uh, my drum loop click track stuff. Um, but I got to be honest, I totally just lost what I was saying. In case you were wondering, I do not, I do, I do speak live. 
Um, which is why you can hear mistakes like this because I am imperfect. But anyway, um, with the tempo thing, I often, so I, I make that click track thing, the one that doesn't sound terrible in my recording device, and I will play and sing and whatever along with it. And then I'll, if I find like, uh, I feel like I'm rushed and I constantly lag behind, uh, then I'll bring the tempo down a little bit. I usually go by four beats per minute at first. So once I find the right tempo, more or less within four beats per minute, that's when I maybe play with two. So say, you know, 128 felt too fast or 132 felt too fast. So I go down to one, you know, 128. I go down by four. And that feels uh, about right, actually. But then I, I still make sure. I go down to 124. I'm like, yep, okay, that's dragging. So now I've verified. I want it somewhere in the 128 area. Um, then I'll narrow it down. I'll do by two. So I'll do, try 130, and I'll try always even numbers. Because um, there's really no point in uh, one beat per minute difference is nothing. Two two is still a little something. Um Although you could do one beat per minute, that's that's fine. Um, I just never find it necessary. Um, so th- and I'll try one twenty six beats per minute. But then here's the key, because sometimes you get so in the mode of playing a certain way a certain day um, that you don't realize you've been rushing all day. So I let it sit. Try again the next day. Sometimes the next day I'm like, wait a second, what am I stupid? It should be one twenty two. You know, like it's a decent, so I, I do that several times until I finally am like clearly in the realm of like, okay, it really is, you know, 124, 124 is the correct answer. I keep going back and it keeps feeling right. Um, so again, all of this to say, I am not telling you to just pick a tempo. I'm telling you to put the work in to pick a single tempo. Don't have several in the same song. If anything, that's a form of laziness. You haven't taken the time to find the correct tempo. So that's what I want you to do. Go find the correct tempo. So, if you found this helpful, and now you're motivated. You're motivated to go out and write some awesome songs. But maybe you're not sure where to start. Or maybe you just are starting to get stuck in your songwriting ways. Because you always write the same way and the songs are starting to feel all the same. Like, it always has an acoustic guitar or strummed intro. You always do it in the key of G. Um, sometimes you mix it up and do C. Uh, or, or whatever it might be. You're just sort of stuck in a songwriting rut. Or you're not and you just want to expand your toolbox. You just want to have even more ways, a reminder of some different ways that you can start writing a song so that you never run out of inspiration. And sometimes writing a song from a different angle will have different results. It allows you to get out of your own box. So if you want that, if that sounds like something that you want, go get my free guide. I know I've talked about it before, but it will really, really help you. And I want you to have it. And I've gotten some feedback from some people via email saying uh, how helpful the podcast is, which, by the way, thank you. Um, And if you haven't, please leave a review on iTunes. Please, 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 please. I also appreciate if you do it on whatever podcast thing you use to listen, um, which I don't know where all of them are. 
Uh, so if I have not gotten an opportunity to thank you personally, cause I haven't seen your review somewhere else. Thank you for your review. I really appreciate it. Uh, but if you wouldn't mind, please leave a review on iTunes. That's where I really need the reviews. So if you found this helpful, please leave a review there again. Please leave five stars. If, if you feel like you can't, shoot me an email, joseph at songwritertheory.com, and let me know what I can prove to earn five stars so later you can leave a review that is five stars. But anyway, as I was saying, I really know that this free guide is super helpful. And again, it's free. I just want you to have it. I want you to be helped by this. I want you to send me an email days later saying, oh, I don't know why I waited. You know, I've written several songs since seeing this guide because you just opened my mind to whole new ways to start writing a song. That's what I want. And I know that can happen. So just check it out. Free guide. Super easy. It's just at songwritertheory.com slash free guide. One word. Free guide. Um, songwritertheory.com slash free guide. Again, the link will probably be in the description. Go check it out. I promise it will help you. Have an awesome week, friend.